We're back again, and we have a ton of deja vu for you guys. We're talking all about episode three, season two, highs and lows of This Is Us. So stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. There we go. There we go. I'm going to fight that computer. Let's go. I'm going to fight it. Oh, I'm really bad at boxing. Really, my jabs are not the best. Oh, I like though. Hey, now. I mean, we have we have to do it right. We have to. Sylvester Stallone, Rocky the Rocky is finally in This Is Us. We've been talking about this for weeks. And I know y'all saw her just trying to punch me. (laughs) She did. We weren't really in a row. I I didn't do anything. I was trying to get something off of her face. Sure. We we don't love each other at all on this panel (laughs) at all. Nope. Going at it. Hey guys, welcome to This Is Us After Show and After Buzz TV. We are talking all about season two, episode three. We're already on week three for this one. Uh, my name is Candace Cruz, and you can find me on all of my social media at Candace R. Cruz. And I'm joined by my amazing co host. Yes, we are back at it. I'm Keith Andre. Follow me everywhere at Keith underscore Andre. And I'm Lena Nori. You are not having deja vu. It is another week. <laughs> you can find me all over the internet at Lena Nori. And next to me, I got my fighting partner. Hello, everybody. I'm Erica Shannon, and you can find me on Twitter at Miss Airy Baby. I love all this epicness of like the music while we're announcing ourselves. I just felt so cool right now. Just because I'm like, I got an intro song going on right now. Pumps you up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, it does. It always does. And speaking of epic, we do have a huge announcement. The most uh, instantly addictive new show of the fall is here. Wednesday, October 11th, which is tomorrow, right? Tomorrow? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yep. On the CW, it's a highly anticipated series premiere of Dynasty. Um, If you've seen the original Dynasty, I haven't. Mm -hmm. Have you guys seen the original? Yeah. I, I, I know binge about it. You know, it like okay. last year. You did? Oh, okay. Yeah. Hey, well, you're going to love this one because it's the most <laughs> I, iconic shows of the 80s, which we have a lot of 80s clips in This Is Us, so it's perfect. The fashion and the fight scenes alone are legendary, and the CW's version of Dynasty is already getting major love from critics, and you won't be able to get enough of drama and surprises. It's from the producers of Gossip Girl and The O.C., so you know you're going to love it. Oh, I love both of those shows. You know it won't disappoint. <laughs> it's yeah. going to be so won't. good, for sure. So the Carringtons are the family that has it all. Their mm-hmm. business is literally power, and they'll do anything to get more. Blake Carrington rules the dynasty by all means necessary, including manipulating his own kids, Fallon oh. and Steven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a lot of drama. Uh-huh. Super dramatic. Okay. So Fallon Carrington is ready to take over the family business and the world, but she's in for a big surprise. This is where you cue in Crystal. Now, she's her father's equally ambitious and gorgeous young fiancé. Oh. So get ready because the women of the show are bosses. Yay! Not unlike you three. <laughs> <laughs> they're not fighting for a man. They're fighting for business and mm. family. For the Carringtons, that's the same thing. So don't miss the series premiere of Dynasty, Wednesday, October 11th, after the season premiere oh. of Riverdale, only on the CW. I love Very Riverdale, nice. too. I have seen yeah. that so yeah. I'm gonna have so to I'm just gonna like watch, watch them but... back to yes. back. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've never seen Dynasty in the '80s, so I feel like I mean that just got me hooked. So yeah, I'm, I'm very watch excited now. for that me premiere too. tomorrow. Yeah, I know where I'm gonna be tomorrow night. <laughs> On the couch at your house. Yeah, <laughs> watching Dynasty. Popcorn, Dynasty, Riverdale, <laughs> Riverdale. were golden. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Chick Fil A. 
Oh, yes. Yes. I'm so hungry. Chick-fil-A sounds so good. <laughs> Someone right had Chick-fil-A in the studio, and she's been all about Chick-fil-A in the last hour. Someone had a Chick-fil-A bag. I swear to God. It's like We are not sponsored by Chick-fil-A, but it does sound good right now. Yeah. yeah. But um, anyways, enough of Dynasty and Chick-fil-A. <laughs> as much as I want to have them both right now, we can go and talk about This Is Us yes. that we just had right now. Such a good episode. Yeah, it was really, I really good, and I didn't it. cry. I almost did. Right. You looked at me. No, I thought I that you were going to cry. I yeah. almost I always cry. When guys. Kevin said that she just runs around moping, oh, sad, stop it, and miserable, uh, that made me more mad. That was that. honestly. Well, okay. Here's my thing: is they have like that. It's like how he called her Kate, and he was like, "Hey, you know, twin fight. Let's mm-hmm. do like a twin makeup." I feel like she always turns to her brother. So for him, mm-hmm. and I obviously he's clearly deflecting. He's just taking his own insecurities and and feelings out on her because he hasn't dealt with her father but it's like knowing their weakest like thing you know about them Mm -hmm. and just throwing it in their face I was like no but you know that's that happened so I really appreciated the fight between the two of them because I you guys don't know but I have a twin brother we're for yeah, I would hey, die if the two were in the same fact. room. Uh, we're fraternal. We're complete opposite. So I know, like, I already like them. <laughs> <laughs> but from our experience, hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. This is, you find like a lot of the times I'll say like stuff that, you know, I shouldn't say or just mad for no reason. So it's good to see that you have like that rivalry, but then you're always going to have that twin makeup moment where we're bonded at the end of the day. So I, I enjoyed getting to see them fight because we haven't seen that from Kate and Kevin. But what I have to say though, too, going off of what you said is that like... She always depends on him. She always goes mm. to him for everything, right? Like, yeah. whether she's upset or whatever, she's always been the person that coddles him. Yeah. So I feel like they've got the the dynamic down, but I've never once seen him actually confide in her. It's always been her confiding in him. But we see and no surface to him, though. He's just kind of like a... Right. No, I think there's actually codependency there. Oh, of course. And we mm-hmm. saw it a lot ways. last season yeah. where... I think it was an episode, one of the first couple episodes where they were sitting in the closet and Kevin oh, kind of yeah. like divulges to Kate a little bit. I think it's both. I think even with Kevin coming over when he's not invited is still yeah. that dependency. I, I feel like he gives point. her as much as he has. Like we haven't even, I feel like now, and I think we talked about this a couple episodes ago, mm. a couple episodes ago. I feel like now we're finally getting to the surface of Kevin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. we're going to start to see his character unraveling. So I'm excited. Which we did, kind of. You yeah, know, I mean, him. we might as well talk about, like, the Sylvester Stallone. I'm so happy he's on here. Oh, yeah. he's so good. It was like, great. so good. So good. I always find it interesting when I see actors playing themselves. I'm like, are you really playing yourself? <laughs> are you playing a version of yourself? But right. I felt like this was really, like, genuine and natural. Mm-hmm. Kind of yeah. like they consulted with him on what to say. Yeah, they're like, here, what <laughs> would you go. say? Yeah. Go with it. And yeah. Go with it. And whose dad didn't like Rocky? Like, my dad loves Rocky. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know if my dad Adrian. Likes he likes boxing, so yeah. I would assume Probably he There's no way he doesn't like Rocky. Yeah. But I, I love one of the best story. fight movies from back then. Yeah. Mm. I love Sylvester Stillman's story, which he talks about a little bit with Kate, where yeah. he was basically saying, you know, 
everyone told me I couldn't write Rocky in three days. Mm -hmm. I did it, and I acted in it. So drop the mic. You can do whatever you want to, too. But mm -hmm. I think he's going to be such a great... I mean, we already knew that he was going to play a father figure, but now I can kind of see where that's coming from. Yeah, it's, it makes more sense. Mm -hmm. Like, you can really see the flow of it. And I feel like tonight was... <laughs> I feel like tonight was kind of Kevin's episode. I really I thought that yeah. we finally got to see like a bunch of complexities with him. And I thought that he did well. I thought Justin Hartley did such a good job with the fight and, you Except know, being the nasty. Acting. Okay, go for it. Like, you right. just, just go. Let Dude, her go. He's the worst actor playing an actor. And I get that. <laughs> I get that he's supposed to be a bad actor because he's like, Kate, you know, you ruined it for me. You told Sylvester about our dad and I couldn't be, like, focused on the fight scene. But it's like, he's running and the guy's like, pretend like it's your father and you're running to save him. He's like, like, the facial expression, I'm like, this is terrible. He forgets his lines like six times. I feel like, I feel like with the acting aspect of it, I think that's intentional. You know, that's what I'm saying. He's like the worst actor trying to not act. But I, because I think, like, what was the other role that he played? The Manny? Mm -hmm. how, He's never how, really like, actually dramatically had... stretched is he mm -hmm. with that role? Yeah. So this is the first time, except for that play, we never got to see it, but this is the first <laughs> so time. So we don't really know. <laughs> yeah, we don't know what good. <laughs> But this is the first time I think we're And his to see jump, him it was like such a yeah. terrible jump. Well, yeah, if but, he has an injury already, which he's we don't know about, it. other yeah. than like we saw flashbacks because we knew about the cast, didn't know how that happened, but then today, you know, we see oh, where right. he put the necklace over, mm -hmm. and it was something about his leg. Mm -hmm. But what I really loved about Kevin in this episode is that we got to see him like really revel in the fact that he's lost his dad. I, yeah, I mean, coming from a person, I've lost a lot of people in my life, and I can understand where you just want to put a void up mm -hmm. and compartmentalize and just kind of almost forget about about it but you have to eventually deal with it mm -hmm. like you can't bottle it up inside at all and I think that he's done that for what he's 37 now how old were they when he died yeah. uh, 17, 17 18 years. years so 20 years and you've been holding that all in of course you're gonna have flashbacks and not be able to f like yeah. function at that moment in time when you allow that space because if you're an actor you're supposed to be vulnerable right exactly you're opening up that vulnerability and then that comes in it's like Game yeah, over. And I think they did a good job of trying to display that with him because yeah. it's something that he hasn't faced. So I felt kind of with even the injury, like with the leg, yeah, your leg was hurt, but more the impact of like facing those memories mm -hmm. is making you feel that, oh my God, I'm injured or, you know, my leg, like they a false injury type of thing. They say you carry memories in certain parts of your body. Like if something traumatic happens, it can be held in a certain part. Oh yeah. I don't know mm -hmm. where I heard that from, but I feel like there's like if it's an injury tied to like an emotional stress, you'll have a problem with that. Yeah. So you know, maybe that's it. You know, speaking of Kevin, so I thought that I noticed something that's very interesting about this episode. It's almost mm -hmm. like the intro of the episode, they have Jack, and Jack's at the AA mm -hmm. meeting mm -hmm. and he says he brings up an important topic that I feel is there's always, you know, we talked about that underlying message in every episode. In this specific episode, I felt like it was talking about men not expressing their emotions. Mm -hmm. yeah. And he said, he's like, I hope, like, the new era of men are in cavemen, mm -hmm. where they have to, like, suppress their emotions. Because, you know, for whatever reason, we think that women are so emotional and they talk about their feelings, but what about men? So I love the fact that he brought attention to that, and then it immediately shows Kevin how Kevin is also suppressing his emotions. And it's yeah. yep. he's doing it because... That's why he called his sister, like, mopey or sad and damaged. It's it's such a good message being conveyed that I feel like just expressing your emotions doesn't necessarily mean you're weak. It actually takes strength, excuse right. me, mm -hmm. to actually sit there and 
face like what you're feeling. Yeah. You know what's fascinating too? The synchronicity of this show. We've almost seen it in like every episode. There's something that like matches what's going on in the world. And today is Mental Health Awareness Day. I don't know mm. if anybody saw that on Instagram, but it kind of ties into like anything that's substance abuse or yeah. holding in emotions or any type of like depression or whatever it may be, you know, really bringing attention to that. So I think mm-hmm. that that's like, how do they line these up so well? That's the question. Yeah, do you think they job. know? Like, I don't when know if they do air? or if it's just like synchronicity of like, this <laughs> is what people so need. Yeah. Here you go. Yeah. yeah. And, it, and just also with Kevin and Jack. Kevin's, like, finally learning to face his feelings, where I feel like Jack also, I mean, he never told Rebecca that he took money from his dad for the house. So I feel like Jack is also finally, like, facing his feelings. You know, he talked about the two sides. He's like, there's this side where there's, like, the grief and everything you went through in in order for me to get over to this side Mm -hmm. where I let everything go. I have to, like, learn to deal with it. So I feel like there's so many interesting layers. Like, we're finding a lot more Mm -hmm. out about Jack and also Kevin because I know everybody in the chat always said that we've always been you know, against Rebecca and, like, pro-Jack. So I, I like that we're seeing faults to his character. I, I feel yeah. like it's humanizing him. And I, I like it. For sure. Yeah. And I think, I don't, like you were saying, I don't, Eric, I don't know if it's it's super intentional as far as what's going on in the world, but I think it shows the strength of the writing. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. even in all three men, you know, we see kind of that streamline of face and emotion, even with, you know, with the storyline we got from um, Randall. And, you know, his whole situation with mm-hmm. him being a child and then having the girl who, of course, we're going to get to talk about that. Miss <laughs> <laughs> Daisha came in the house. But I think they do such a good job of just, like, streamlining. Everything is so streamlined. I think we have to give the writers credit for that, for sure. Of course. I mean, Jack and Rebecca, like, I love it. Kevin is a direct reflection of his father. Like, he we is. talk about nature versus... Um, nature versus nurture. nature. Yeah. yeah. And it almost, it's so crazy to see how reflected they are because he he had them until he was 17 but I mean most of his adult life he lived without his father hmm. if you really think about it he's 37 20 years out of his life he did not have his father so I mean yes it was formative years but how symbolic it is and how similar they are yeah and like what they're going through and even Randall like I see so yeah. many parallels between like all of the characters I think the characters mm-hmm. do an excellent job of Giving you like the flashbacks of, mm-hmm. I was gonna call Milo. <laughs> oh God! You love oh, Jack. Milo. <laughs> I don't know why I always want to call him Milo, but yeah, <laughs> of Jack. Yeah, that's that's right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But um, but we're not we're not on a first name basis. I've never even met the guy. <laughs> and Candace, I was gonna yeah. piggyback off of what you were saying mm-hmm. about Kevin having Jack for seventeen years, yeah. but even some things that. Kevin has said before he hasn't had Jack in the way that he he's wanted him. That's true. He's had, yeah, because Jack has paid t- more attention to Kate at times, more mm-hmm. attention to Randall. So yeah. it's not even that he ha- he hasn't had him for the last twenty years. You could even argue that he hasn't had him for the last thirty seven years yeah. because he didn't have that father relationship mm-hmm. that he wanted. You know what's interesting when Kevin feels that way is he thinks that by Randall coming in the picture he's getting like, one-third of the attention now, which is getting taken away. And then, of course, because he was adopted, he feels like his mom makes an extra effort. But there was another sibling. Yeah. I did die at birth, but technically, yeah. like, to there be fair... There would have always been three. There right. still yeah. He still right. would have had the same amount of attention. Yeah. And I did read a couple of articles um, about, like, them talking about Kevin's growth and whatnot and how he's um, going to finally come to terms with everything. But it, it doesn't really go into too much depth of, like, 
his relationship with his siblings either. He mm-hmm. he is going to face the fact of like, why did everything come so easily to him? Mm-hmm. I think that's what they were trying to go with. Is that why is it like so easy for him to get all of this to yeah. come to him? So. I, I was just can. giving you the eye because that was part of my news. Oh, all right. okay. Oh, Never wow. mind. Okay. That's well, okay. we're going to add on. <laughs> I'm going to stop right now. We're gonna no, no, no. You, you covered it, basically. Um, covered but I do think it. that we got a great... I thought I found that on my own. <laughs> I was you so proud know. of myself. I was like, I found an article on my own. You did. You good. Meanwhile. <laughs> but I do think we got to also see tonight a great display of their sibling, uh, their you, I don't know what to call it, but Unity? seeing them, yeah, as yeah. siblings amongst the three of them, like even with the flashback with the them three younger, musketeers, I really like that. I like seeing three. all three, the big like three. Yeah. Kevin only comes to like Randall's rescue when he feels like Randall's getting bullied by somebody yeah, else. When it's mm-hmm. Like Kevin's quick, not when they were younger. Remember? No, he did. He came like when um, he went to go to the park. And meet like that druggy lady that was trying to get like money. From no, him. I mean even younger than that. Remember when Randall was being bullied at school for being too smart, and Kevin like went off with those people, those guys. They, they were super oh, young. Yeah. They okay, were so super that young. one moment, but I feel like in this episode they really are like you were saying. They're trying to show, I feel like their unity and the fact that Kevin has his own like personal feelings towards Randall. But when it comes down to it, like as a unity. Like, he's going to fight for him. Yeah, they're oh, siblings. Yes. Yeah, that. At the end of the day. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Even though he wants that one to... <laughs> like, the little girl, like, Randall's son, she's like, can we send her back? Yeah. She, I'm sorry. She is the most adorable, Annie. precious yeah. thing I've ever she's seen. So yeah. cute. She's so good, though. And I thought, oh, she's so, so good. And yeah. I thought that another nod to, I don't know, the writers or whomever, but to, to give us this viewpoint from her perspective and Who to tie it all in um, from her. Annie. The, oh, the okay. Girl. I was like, I heard a her. And yeah. I'm like, which, which person are <laughs> yeah. we talking but to let us like see it through her lens, like the world around her and how she impacted mm-hmm. um, William and now D- Miss Deja. That's what I'm calling Miss like, Deja. She I like so that we're attitude. still seeing William. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that we yeah. still have yeah. the flashbacks. And it's interesting because it wasn't just a deja vu for Randall looking back at Deja and seeing like his experience growing up and like his difficulties. But then it's also a deja vu for the girls because mm-hmm. William was trying to sneak out of the house the first night. Yeah. And here comes this little girl with like all this wisdom and she's like so cute with her little squeaky <laughs> voice. But I will have to give props to Beth. She is the mm. baddest B <laughs> on earth. She is not only A, so on point, B doesn't take shit, C, clearly runs the house according to her daughters, but D, <laughs> she had that freaking little microphone thing on. Oh, oh the, the baby, baby monitor. monitor. The baby yeah. monitor yeah. in her kid's room. And Randall looks over. He's like, "You didn't do it with William." She goes, "I didn't." Like, <laughs> right. yeah. she, her, the precautions she takes are incredible because at the end of the day, Mama it's better Bear. to be yeah. safe. Yeah. She yeah. wants to be all knowing. She probably has like a low jack on the kids' car when they get cars, and probably has <laughs> trackers on their iPad. <laughs> they have trackers on iPhones. Yeah, you can track true. an iPad too. Yeah, yeah. Find my yeah, iPhone. Yeah. Find my iPad. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's no, there's an a app that woman. you can actually like track where a person is going, which is really weird. My oh, aunt my, has it on her kids. My friend <laughs> We're showed like, me that. Oh my god! At all points of the day, yeah. and I'm like, oh god, it's like in depth. That's yeah. too much. Yeah, you can literally track them. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't put it past Beth to do that either. <laughs> but she but. literally is like the epitome. What I feel like of like what a woman, a wife, and a mother should be. Yeah. The way she mm-hmm. runs the household, how she. Always like calms Randall down. And listen, I get that they're married, but we have a lot of married couples in the show. And there's even times that I feel like I see a lot of, as we're talking about parallels, Beth reminds me so much of Rebecca. Yeah. But not 
not Rebecca with Miguel. We haven't seen, I mean, they haven't really showed us anything. I'm not saying that, like, Rebecca's not truly happy with Miguel. I feel like they're intentionally not showing us now, like, that's for later seasons. But the way that she has the ability to calm Randall down and speak to him and, like, give him faith in himself. Like, in that scene where Rebecca's standing with Jack and Jack's like, oh, I don't know. And she's like, no, I know. Oh, yeah. He's like, oh, I don't mm-hmm. know. And she's like, no, I know. She so it's like with Randall, person. Beth is the same way. Like, Beth reaffirms, like, Randall's spot. They always say that you fall in love with, like, qualities of your parents that you loved growing up. Yeah. Mm. So you almost find someone that emulates the parent yeah. that you were like. I wish we saw Beth's family. We've never seen them, right? We saw her mom. In, isn't and her mom similar to what Rebecca's mom was to her? Wait, whose mom? I'm sorry. You said Beth's mom? Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah, we haven't seen We haven't? Right. I was right. like, yeah. wait a second. I'm I was like, did we miss a Thanksgiving or something? <laughs> I'm creating it up. I heard Rebecca. I would really like to see Beth's family. I'm curious as to, like, how a woman like that was raised. Like, I want to know mm-hmm. who raised you. I wonder saying. if we find out there's a reason why that she decided she wanted to have a foster child rather than adopt. Right. I think that's a good question, too, because we don't was know Was she raised her... in a good home? Yeah. Was she not? We don't know. But maybe that's the reason why she felt so passionate about bringing a foster kid in. That's a good point. Yeah. Sometimes it's the first step, though. You what have you to be, you have to foster before you oh, can adopt. Oh, or you can adopt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, yeah, yeah, it is. I was like, that's a way when harder it... step to take someone, like, here comes Deja, and I don't blame her. She comes, her mom is going to jail for, like, what, the umpteen time. Mm. She gets stripped from her home in the middle of the night. Here comes old. the yeah. social worker, and... Obviously, I, I I can't imagine how hard it is to do their job, but they kind of made the social worker seem like, well, here you go, take her. But I feel like, like she, that's almost how the it, way is. it is. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like, so she just gets shuffled around. Like she's just something that gets moved from point A to point B. Yeah. But um, and the fact that Beth that. wants to step it up and mm-hmm. open up, and she handled that girl well. Like, she called her the B word. I was like, uh, uh-uh, uh, girl. <laughs> yeah, but I also to talk about that a little bit too. The moment that she pulled those cigarettes away from her she flinched and went mm-hmm. like this. So we automatically knew, and I think Beth intuitively knew as well, like, something has happened to this girl. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like Beth was uh, readily prepared for there to be, mm-hmm. you know, damage or some kind of situation going yeah. on with um, with Deja. But I think they did a really good job of spotlighting that whole process because we think about it and we know people want to adopt or that situation, but it really showed, like, for each and for the person that's being adopted, for the family, for the siblings, like, this is a big deal. Mm-hmm. And the social worker was very upfront with that, too. Like, whatever you think, it's it ain't going to be that, right? You got to take it one day at a time. So it'll be interesting to see that whole process unfold. And I'm interested in seeing how now Randall is going to handle it. Because I feel like in his head, he came into it expecting to, you know, be the savior. And this mm-hmm. child is just going to take to me. And this is how it's going to be. And and I feel like with the flinching, for me, I saw it more as she was flinching in response to Randall yeah. coming into the room. I so, agree. And I think that... Oh, really? Yeah. I think okay. That- when Beth kind of stepped in between them and pushed Randall out, yeah, that was her Beth acknowledging, like, okay, something has happened where she's afraid of men, mm-hmm. and oh, let God. me be the one. I to hope show not. Her. I, I feel like I, I know protected. where they're going with this, and I really hope not. But at the same time, I kind of hope that they do shed light on it. I think that's one of the reasons why I love this show so much is that they aren't afraid to face and be a reflection of what real life is. And Mm -hmm. it's not easy and it's not nice and it's not pretty. And like most of these kids that go into foster families, you never really know how they're going to react. Are they going to be shy and reserved and shut down and not going to talk to you? Because every child deals with what they've gone through differently. Mm -hmm. Is she literally just like wanting to be accepted? So she's going to fight back. 
to make someone give her she's, attention. Like, we don't know because we've only seen one night of her. She's, she's scared, though. So she of comes off as this. They introduce her as this girl that's just kind of like cold to herself. Let me, you know, just let me go to my bed. And then when Beth goes through her bag, obviously it's not her cigarettes, it's her mom's. We find out that she kind of like flinches back. She calls her the B word. And then ultimately she comes in the room. So she's not sleeping alone. Yeah, yeah. Like she she's wanted strong. to sleep in the rocking chair. So it's yeah. like she puts on this front that she's stronger mm-hmm. than she is, right. which does make me feel like they're alluding towards either like physical or some kind of like sexual abuse. It could be from her father or like maybe her mom. Multiple boyfriends. Yeah, multiple boyfriends or mm-hmm. something like that. So I love the fact that they introduced her and they, they gave us a lot. I feel like in this episode, they're like, oh, you wanted a foster child? Are okay. you sure? <laughs> and then I feel like immediately they kind of gave us like, well, okay, let's start to, like, see into her backstory, exactly. showing that she has been abused. Um, she necessarily, like, when she was, like, iPads? Right. She's like, you, you guys have each have your own iPad? Exactly. I feel like I'd be the same way in all of it. I'd be like, mm. what, about the, what about the hand-waving in the bathroom? For the Did lights, anybody catch the that with William? Yeah. He's like, how do you turn on the lights? Just wave your hands. <laughs> she is the sweetest, like, most innocent. But her story to him... About like when she went to the to go stay at the someone's sleepover. house, the sleepover. I was like, but that is what a child would think, and I mm-hmm. love how like intuitive she was to give him that story. Right. She could have been given him any anecdote, Wait, but she, she was said, like, but she's so smart. Want to mess up. She's right. so smart. Yeah. When she said, she? "Can like we six? send them back? I don't know. Can we send her back? Can oh we yeah, send they her were back? over Deja. Yeah, like, from the mm-mm. beginning, she didn't like the picture. She didn't like my picture. That's what it was. That was so cute. That's exactly what it was." At six years old, seven years old, I wouldn't like her either. Right. Don't like my picture. I worked hard on that. Coming into my such, space. They're such like cute, well-behaved kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they even talked about that in the last episode that Beth was like, you know what? We just lucked out. Yeah. Like, not all kids come out of the womb like this. Like, I don't know how we ended up with that. Mm-hmm. They but they do have, like, some great. really good parenting practices. Because even after mm-hmm. the B-word episode, like, him going back to check on them. Oh, they're going to sleep in the same room. Like, I really think they did, they're, they like, good parents. Very good parents. Yeah. yeah. They're so good. So are Jack and Rebecca. Uh, I love it. <laughs> Jack and Rebecca got to have a little a love connection again. Ooh, right? Right? in that car. Yeah. And yes. I'm really glad that it ended well. Because for rejection for anybody. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Is she going to be, like, rejected by her husband? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that would be worse. Yes. Like, not really? just anybody. It would my husband. And you yeah. remember what Miguel's ex-wife said to her? She's like, the second our problem started and led to divorce mm-hmm. was that, which, I mean, I've not, I've never been married. I don't know if that's, like, a cause. But I can see where they're kind of having, like, a separation. And yeah. It's, it was weird that it's Jack, like, separating himself from Rebecca. I felt like she would be the one to still, like, hold a grudge or whatever from what happened. Yeah, I think it but, shows how he's impacted by um, the the alcohol. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's going off of that, too, though, you were talking about men not being emotional and women. I think men mm-hmm. are actually way more emotional than women are because they hold it in. Mm-hmm. And I yes. feel like they in, um, internalize everything, and it just stirs and stirs, and then it bursts. And it, he even said, I didn't want our first time yeah. again to be when I felt this way. Mm-hmm. So you know that like he has all the feelings. He just doesn't know how to get them right. out. And I feel like when it comes to something that intimate, 
Like, yeah. kudos to him to being acknowledging that and being like, I just want to be with you right now first before we try and bring this back in. Because I think I would be more pissed as a wife if my husband slept with me just to sleep with me versus, right. like, giving me the intimacy that I need in a relationship yeah. and what she clearly wanted. You and know? clearly all they needed was a little communication and then it mm-hmm. was back on and popping. I do love the fact that yeah. he got back in that car and was like, yeah. I just want to talk to you because they could have very easily gone inside mm-hmm. and sat on the but bed why, together and talked. But why the, throw the burgers? Because she yeah. was like, screw them burgers, I'm I didn't come here for the burgers. Yeah. And I'm hungry. So when like, she threw those burgers, I'm like, no, we bring were them all back. Like, yeah. we'll eat but the if there's onions on those burgers. So. Oh, no. Don't <laughs> bring onions up, please. But you know, the one question I was stuck with after we saw that she was friends with Miguel's ex-wife, I mm. wonder how long they were friends before Rebecca and Miguel. I know, but I mean, how long that she remained friends before she got with Miguel. You know, like, when did that friendship end? And sometimes... I don't know. I feel like there's also some underlying thing with Shelly, Miguel's Mm ex-wife, where she knows how Miguel feels about Rebecca. And Mm. it could be where, you know how sometimes people will say, like, if you're married, don't necessarily have too many single friends because then you'll be getting advice from single people instead of married people. Having a friend who's divorced, not to say that you can't, it's just... There's animosity. How yeah, well there might be something well, that they're pushing. They never showed Miguel in a good light. If you guys remember on Jack's mm-hmm. birthday, Miguel was trying to take him out, and there was like one girl in the office mm-hmm. that was being like super flirty, and he's like, kind of like, oh, come on. Like, he never said anything, but just the gestures. And so his marriage, like, he doesn't seem, at least the way they scripted him, to be like a very like faithful no. guy. Maybe at the time, they weren't separated at the time, but maybe. He cheated on her, maybe... I mean, I don't know. We haven't... Yeah, we don't know yet. Have you guys noticed they haven't given us anything about Miguel and Rebecca? Like, nothing. No. That's true. I, I think have he was there Jack's whenever they died. Before, but, but before happens, we'll though. get to see them, yeah. them explore we, that relationship. We also did get a key clue tonight as well, speaking of burgers, <laughs> that we got a dog. Mm-hmm. Oh. And I think that was Kate's dog, right? That's the dog that apparently is one of the, like... I was reading through some of the comments the other night, and someone thinks that, like, the reason why it was Kate's fault was that he was going back into the fire to get the dog out. Oh, wow. But I don't even... Now my whole opinion on how Jack died has changed <laughs> after I read an article today. So we'll wait for predictions for that, but... It's I don't think it's everything. the fire, because they yeah. keep alluding towards the fire, and I've noticed on this show, anything they allude they towards, they're not, trying to, like, it. mislead you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No. That dog was Fuzzy. cute, though. Don't trick us. Fuzzy, fuzzy little monster that needs a trick. I just want to live on him. Yeah, they're such a nice family. They'll take in, you know, take in the dog. All of them. Take taking in, in everybody. Kids. Hey, bring them all. <laughs> bring them all. <laughs> Except it seems like Jack and Rebecca's parents. It seems oh, like they want to keep them our, as far oh, yeah. away mm-hmm. possible. I mean, do you blame them? You've got a narcissist for a mother <laughs> and you've got an alcoholic for a father that's like, combo yeah. and now you've got it on your own terms we get rebecca's mom next week right mm-hmm. yeah the redhead? oh yeah mm-hmm. that's gonna be fun oh interesting yeah it's interesting <laughs> i blanked on her name shoot they said her name no the actress's name oh yeah i can't never mind i but don't know i don't know it's gonna be interesting next week yeah. we're getting into holiday stuff right is it holidays she's coming over for thanksgiving mm, possibly Maybe. I mean, we are getting into holiday time, guys. So yeah, you know. it's coming up. The year is pretty you, much over. Down. Do you guys notice on this episode, not this episode, but just this show in general, there's so many like good quotes 
Yes. And like lessons. Oh, yeah. So aside from the one where There's kind another of one in here, yeah. Jack does the monologue, Sylvester Stallone um, yes. says yeah, to Kevin, he starts talking about um, time. He's like, there's no such thing as a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's like, memories, the feelings. Like, he says that he can picture when his kids were children mm-hmm. in front of the fireplace in pajamas. He goes, it's almost like you could reach out and touch it. And I thought it was so interesting because people will always say, like, oh, if someone dies, like, life goes on. Or when you go through a breakup. It's like, those memories, unless those feelings weren't real, they can't go away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? And there's always, like, these certain triggers. Like, have you guys noticed, like, a certain scent? If it's, like, oh, someone's yeah. perfume yes. or, like, sometimes I'll smell, like, a specific candle and it drives me nuts, but it reminds me of, like, the holidays. It's, like, yep. that, oh, that drives you song. Nuts. You can I listen to that. a song from, like, the 80s. Like, I listened to my graduation song, Green Day, and I swear to God, like, it took me back to, like, yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. that day. Mine was vitamin C. Mine too. Yeah. Mine was Green Day time in your life. Right. But like he said, he said memory. Uh, what? There are memories that mean something and memories that don't. Uh huh. So there's no such thing as it being a long time ago. So Kevin has a lot to face. Mm-hmm. It's crazy how much you remember and you like hold in the back of mm-hmm. your memory. Like sometimes there will be nothing around and I'll just smell something specific and we'll remember like everything. Or a song will come on and I can literally play it like a movie in my head. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that's kind of what you know Kevin was doing. Throughout that yeah. whole montage, and then when he fell, it was like Ron Howard literally just gave him everything. He's like, "Go and fight for your dad." Maybe he gave us a clue. <gasps> oh, when he said something about like "go and fight for your dad's life" or something like that. I'm wondering if that's symbolic. You may have had that experience. I mean, we still gotta figure out how. He Maybe broke I'm just this, shooting for something knee. and trying to the, grab. But the no. scene where Kevin starts having flashbacks of his dad while he's running, I didn't like that because it was going way too fast. I, like, needed to, like, slow it down because it makes sense. He put, like, a necklace on him. They cut to, like, mm-hmm. him in the hospital room. Which they cut to, like, his yet. leg getting mm-hmm. hurt. I, like, I'm... I feel like they went... That just went by too fast. We don't fast. know how his leg got hurt. Yeah, yet, I don't though. think they wanted us... To, they don't... They, I don't think they wanted us to see too much into it. Because right. it was, like, a small glimpse into this experience that we're all waiting to see what really happens with what the if, death. What if... Okay, what if... This is a stretch, but they put a lot of focus on, like, his leg and his cast, right? right? Like, way too much focus. Like, in the episode where they show that Jack pretty much dies and there's, like, the house is burnt down. Mm-hmm. What if Kate makes a mistake and says, Dad, Kevin's still in the house. He can't get out because of his leg or something like that. Because it's, like, I feel like the death or something very big, it's not about his role in this movie. It's not like, oh, you injured your foot because you have an injured leg. There's something significant about his injured leg and it's almost like they're making me feel like it's tied to the death. The death. Maybe in some way, but only in the chat we've got Aaliyah Jordan and she says, Yeah, but you know, Jack was in the hospital when Kevin broke his leg. So his his leg He had have a broken leg already when the fire yeah. happened. Yeah. yeah. But then, I think at the yeah. same time we saw wasn't Kevin making out with Sophie. Sophie. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. that's what I'm saying, but the fact that they're showing that, like maybe Kate thought that Kevin was still in the house. He can't get out because of his leg. The dad goes in. And, like, in reality, <laughs> he's with Kate kissing. I mean, he's with Sophie Sophie kissing in that exact scene. Are we ready to go into predictions? Because I kind of want to go right. off of that. And I want to, like, okay. play into it. Are we okay, ready? Okay, so that was my prediction. There we go. Oh, <laughs> I was waiting for that. Thank you. <laughs> I needed that. Because why else would they? It was such a pointless scene, just showing him in a cast making out with Sophie. I don't think Jack died in the fire. <laughs> I really don't anymore. I, I read an article yeah. today that makes sense, and it's not one of these spoilers or anything because I don't want spoilers. I hate them. 
I think they're wrong. <laughs> but I did read something that made a good point. Rebecca drove by the house, oh, yeah. and they shoot in the back, and they show a very specific pile of Jack's stuff. If Jack, and not to be gruesome, guys, if Jack died in a fire, all of that would have been gone. Because there were personal possessions on himself. Yeah. So if he had a notebook, that would have been done for. If it was a watch, that would have been done for. All of his stuff that she got from the police department mm-hmm, mm-hmm. would have been completely, like, gone. Or they wouldn't even have charred. Yeah, and we yeah. wouldn't have had a body either. And there was a funeral and a casket. But also, there's an urn that she has on her. I was going to say. So that's weird, because yeah. they had the funeral and had a casket in one scene, and then they have an urn. All- Okay, he all I have been cremated. all I think confused. is because it was late night that Kevin either snuck out of the house or wasn't there because he was with Sophie. Because they they make it very specific to point that scene out. I think it was either somewhere or something. Either he got in an accident because he was drinking or in the house of the fire that Kate was having her dad go look for him or something like that, and he was with Sophie. I think it has something to do with like him being with Sophie. And it's like being uh, her. I don't know. And Aaliyah Jordan, she's still dispelling everything you said. She <laughs> said. But in the first episode, Kate does say, we need to call, call Kevin. Kevin. So they knew where oh, he, you okay. know. Yeah. Okay, that's right. So. But also, on other predictions, going into, like, I really am excited to see Deja as a new character. Oh, and yeah. You know, I yeah. really think that this is going to give, like, as much as I love Randall and Beth because they are the perfect, like, goals Too in relationships, <laughs> it's almost as if I think they need something to shake them up a little mm-hmm. bit. Mm-hmm. Shake them up and really challenge them because they've had a lot with William. You know, I get that. But he wasn't there that long. And, you know, Randall had his anxiety attack. But, again, he's at home now. Everything seems to just keep getting, like, sugar-coated and fixed. And I'm really interested to see how their relationship strengthens because I don't think it's going to tear them apart. Oh, yeah. But I'm also interested to see how in-depth they go with Deja because I do think that she was abused in some way. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that she's going to get along with this family very easily. I think it's going to take a few episodes for us to see her, like, really become part of the family. What? Uh, I I think it's going to take a bit for her to come um, a part of the family Mm -hmm. but in terms of them being shaken up I do think that they're going to be shaken up in ways that they don't even expect like we see a glimpse into next week's episode with Randall you know ready to get physical taken up for um, for Deja so I think it is going to reveal more of them that they didn't necessarily see from the perfection that they already have with their family or with the two amazing children that they have there we go. Yeah, go for okay, it. No, so, we're just all staring at you. For Jack. Go. For Jack. I think I'm leaning towards now suicide. Whoa. Because. Stop damn, it. Don't do that to us. Think, a second. I think there's things, and last week somebody was in the comments was mentioning like amateur psychology or something, but I'm just going to yeah. give my opinion. I think that there's a lot going on in mm. Jack's mind, mm-hmm. and with the boxing and everything like that, we've seen him trying to quiet it. And I think that's what he was using alcohol for. And I think it's going to get to be too much. And he's just going to... I don't know. That's a that's That's lot. But... So I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised though. Yeah, because I now that you say it, as much as I don't want away to... little by little. PTSD mm-hmm. is no joke. Mm-hmm. And it's and it it could be PTSD from him his time Being in the military. The war, but I feel that he's father, too... 
I don't I don't I don't think there's a gauge. He wouldn't do of, it for, right. I don't think I don't he would think, do that to his family. I'm not gauging was, strength yeah. or being or weakness, but yeah. I think for him the way that he sees his family in that role, I can't see him. But at the same token, he also if you look at the flip side, he does care about his family so much that if he feels like he's being a detriment and a block mm-hmm. to his family, yeah. he would be He'll willing to remove, remove himself. himself. Yep. Okay, now I'm excited to see what happens, but I will say two things. Um, number one, in response to what you said, whoever wrote, and I saw that one comment because we like to view oh, it yeah. sometimes, the amateur psychology, mm. you're not trying to be a psychologist when you're talking about your own life experiences. I was yeah. actually reflecting on mm-hmm. my own upbringing and knowing that what happened to me as a child has affected me as an adult in terms of you know, being cold, being to yourself, and feeling like if you just, you know, I was bullied when I was younger, so I felt like if I wasn't nice to people, if they were mean to me, I'd be like, oh, but I wasn't nice to them. It's like you're putting a defense up. Mm-hmm. So it's not amateur psychology when you're talking about your own feelings and your own experiences. Now, second, I do think that in regards to Deja and Randall, I think that Randall standing up for Deja, especially because mm-hmm. that guy is getting aggressive in his face, it's going to give her maybe like flashbacks of the, either uh-huh. the abuse mm-hmm. or the rape. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is actually going to be the breakthrough for Randall and Deja. I feel like okay. in the next episode, yep. they're going to just keep showing us that she doesn't want to shower, she doesn't want to eat, because last we saw, she just took the glass and she shattered it. So I feel like it's going to take him standing up for her, because I feel like maybe in her entire life, she mm-hmm. has felt like no one has protected mm-hmm. her and stood mm-hmm. up for her, and she's going to feel that. And I feel like this is going to be the breakthrough for Randall mm-hmm. that he's been looking for. Yeah. But Deja. I agree. I think we got all good predictions, but again, yeah. I never know if I'm right with this show. I don't Normally want this to be pretty good at predictions, it. but you really can't. I was going to say a second prediction that I had with Kevin is kind of a long term. I think he is going to go to therapy, and mm-hmm. I think that's where he's finally going to have his moment of like letting everything out. I think he's going to have a breakdown on set before he does that. Not another yeah. one? I kind of <laughs> feel like that'd be too, three too many. But I'm he hasn't many. cried yet. He's shut down. I'm talking about like a break. Break down. I like, can't wait. I can't wait. I've been saying it since episode one. We need to see something to Kevin. Please, God. Yeah, because I mean, if you're like really in the moment and you're actually like reliving all of that and you're living what's actually going on, like it's a lot for it's a human to process. You have like, no to choice. Just... And real quick, how strange is it that Kevin had that moment where Sylvester Stallone and kind of like where he jumped and all these flashbacks came and he's calling Kate instead of Sophie. Like, I understand why he's calling Kate. He wanted to call it the twin makeup. But I feel like him and Sophie are, like, a very interesting couple. I wonder if he has animosity against Sophie because of his dad's death. I think maybe that might have been something that, like... I don't think they would be as close as they are if he had animosity. Yeah, but he also compartmentalizes his dad's death. So maybe he compartmentalizes that, too. I think he also maybe doesn't trust Sophie, which I think is not fair because, obviously, he cheated on her. And I feel like he cheated on her on purpose to kind of, like, self-sabotage their relationship. That's just, you know, my personal opinion. I, I can tell that he loves Sophie. So for a man to love her so much, I feel like he's constantly trying to push people away. That's why he makes those comments. So he pushed Sophie away. But then he also, I feel like there's a part of him that maybe doesn't trust to confide in her because he's like, you left me. But what do you expect of me? You cheated on her. Right. She's not going to, like, stay with you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I'm not. there's nothing wrong with people that do. Right. Actually, if that's what you want for yourself, that's fine. Well, I mean, a lot of that, we've got a lot of predictions, and yeah. I'm excited to see what happens. But I also do want to hit news before we have to wrap up, because we only have like four more minutes. So you take it away over there. I just have a couple things. Um, congratulations to the writers of This Is Us. They won the SAG AFTRA yes. American Scene Award. And a little info on that award it's bestowed on those 
union productions that most intelligently and progressively employed the talents of people of color, people with disabilities, women, seniors, people who identify as lesbian, gay, bisexual, and or transgender, and other misrepresented or underrepresented groups. Amen. So, Again, with secrecy, there's a lot of stuff going on in Hollywood I don't want to touch on because I don't want to get into politics here, oh but if gosh. you all want to know, definitely tell you to get first up on that. <laughs> and some yep. gossip for the future, director and executive producer Ken Olin tweeted that they're currently filming a three-part episode <gasps> that features the big three. Yes! So that's, oh, that, wow. I don't even know, like, what age I was just going to say, what does the big three expect? mean? Like, back then? Now? No, big three well, is all of them now. That's what they're called. But it might oh. feature, like, one episode of young Kevin, teenage Kevin, older Kevin. Oh, okay. One episode. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, I think that's going to be, ooh. Yeah, I'm that's exciting. interesting. And then one last thing, um, the cast members, Milo, Mandy, Sterling, Chrissy, Justin, and Susan served as hosts and honorees at the annual benefit for the Rape Treatment Center in Stewart House at the UCLA Medical Center, Santa Monica. That definitely and thing. Awesome. That organization provides prevention, education programs, and state-of-the-art care for rape victims and sexually abused children. Good that's incredible. Wow. That's good for yeah, them. That's amazing. And that could be some insight on what we're going to say. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. And I have one more bit, too, and it's really fun, guys, because I was driving here, and I have Spotify, and I'm obsessed with it. And there's also a This Is Us playlist now on Spotify. (laughs) Plug for Spotify. Not really. But I do love Spotify. And This Is Us has all of their music. They even have um, Chrissy's song. Chrissy's version of what she... What was it? Oh, wow. Landslide. Mm -hmm. They have all of that. All of the music that that has happened in the show or that they use as a backstory. Like, there's a ton of music on here. So if you guys ever want to have some... Some good This Is Us moments. It's great for your car ride. And then we actually have, uh, so two more notes. Uh, Mandy Moore divulged the code word used for the chart house from episode one is the marble. I have no idea what that means. The marble. I feel like it's just the word that they used, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And then on the Today Show, she said, we've all been holding on to this secret for like a year and a half now. And when we actually shot that, they built the house outside of the house with about an hour and a half outside of L.A., all of our signs that normally say TIU around town to the show, the crew where we're filming featured a completely different word to throw people off in case someone was being followed to set. Oh, wow. So, like, TIU is like, this is us. Right. So, instead mm-hmm. of having, like, the normal set signs, they were making, like, fake set signs to throw people off. They typically do that in general. Mm. Is change the name of it if it's that big of a show. But now I wonder how many people have dri- driven past the signs that says they're marble. And now, oh, right. now, now they know. Like, if yeah. I'm just gone that way. And then, according to Justin Hartley, which is Kevin, Kevin will head down a dark path. Yes! Because Yay. we want yeah. to see some substance so to Kevin. sorry, Kevin, for your, um, your hard time. Oh, we'll begin to peel back more and more layers, thank God, like an onion. So we're going to definitely be crying. Mm-hmm. Kevin will start questioning why everything comes so easy to him. And we get to see him fall apart a little bit and go into depression. I'm not happy about that. But yeah. I'm happy that we're going to... We saw him pop some pills, so... Yeah. I knew that I read that the... article somewhere. What was it? <laughs> when was he popping pills? Uh, at the, the end. end. With, his, with his knee. Like, father, oh, like, okay, okay. It, mm-hmm. it's like very interesting the way that Kate's saying you're so much like our dad when he's popping the... Mm, yeah. I don't like Apple it. Apple does not fall we far from the tree. No, I don't not. like it. Well, guys, thank you so much. There was a lot going on in this episode, and I hope yeah. you guys enjoyed our, our witty banter all night long. So thank you so much for joining us again. See us next week on Tuesday, same time, same place, talking all about episode four. Again, my name is Candace Cruz. You can find me on all of my social media at Candace R. Cruz. Yes, you can follow me everywhere at Keith underscore Andre. We cannot wait for next week. 
And I'm Lena Nori. You can find me all over the internet at Lena Nori. And I third that for <laughs> next week. Yeah. I'll just round it out as the fourth. I'm Erica Shannon, and you can find me on Twitter at Miss Airy Baby. All right. We'll see you next week, guys. Bye. Bye. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.